Hello and welcome to the University Guide podcast. I'm David Hawkins. It's been a bit quiet on the podcasting front for a while. The pressures of supporting students through the deadlines through December and early January have meant that though I've been recording episodes, it's taken me a while to edit them. However, in my head, I had a plan to segue from the two podcasts I had on athletics in the United States into a series of podcasts I have ready to go on Canada. To get from one topic to the other, I wanted to explore a topic that I really actually know relatively little about. The topic is actually the ability to pursue athletics and potentially some scholarships for athletics at universities in Canada. I've worked with a lot of students who apply to the United States, some of whom have gone on to get athletic scholarships, and I've worked with a lot of students who've actually gone to universities in Canada. But I've never helped a student get a sports scholarship to a university in Canada, and this is something I wanted to learn more about. So, without further ado, here are my interviewees. Okay, so to delve into this topic in some greater detail, um, I've got two guests all the way down the line for, from Canada who've given up some of their time to talk to me about it. So, uh, Leanne and Megan, do you mind introducing yourselves, your, your institution and your jobs, if you don't mind? So, um, my name is Leanne Stillman. My role at the University of Guelph is to recruit international students in about 37 countries around the world. I am the Assistant Registrar, International Recruitment and Admissions. My name is Megan Howard and I work in the Department of Athletics. My title is Manager of Athlete Services and my role is basically anything outside the field of play to ensure our student athlete welfare and that can include anything from athletic therapy, medical, strength and conditioning and mental health and wellness as well as their academics. Fantastic. Well thank you to you both for giving up your time and, and as we go through I think it will become, become obvious to listeners why I've, I've got this, this wonderful pair of guests to talk about it. Um, my, my own background in, in kind of understanding athletic recruitment to Canadian universities is actually pretty basic, though, though I do have a wonderful student I worked with a couple of years ago currently playing rugby at, at the University of Guelph and, and by all accounts having a ball, which is kind of, I think, Leanne, how you and I ended up having the conversation about, about sports in the US a couple of years ago. So I kind of I want to delve into this topic. Would you mind just giving listeners kind of an overview of, of what is kind of college sports, college athletics like at Canadian universities? All right. Uh, the Canadian University sport landscape is um, ever-evolving. I would call, for the most part, a lot of it is high-performance sports. So um, for some of our programs and sports, it's a pathway to a national program. For some sports, it could be a pathway to a national team. Um, for other sports, it's just a, a way to extend a competitive career um, for those athletes in, in those sports. So it is, it is broad. Um, the sport offerings are very broad. Uh, I mean, I bet, guess that's the best way to describe it. It is a wonderful experience and a great way for athletes to continue um, in their sport while they get their degrees. Great. And, and forgive the, the comparison, Megan, but I guess it's the one that a lot of people will be asking. How different is it from a U.S. athletics program? Um, it is different in some regards. Um, it's, I mean, that's such a loaded question because NCAA is so diverse if you yeah. think of a Division One. Um, football bowl series school with multi-million dollars down to like a division three school I would say in uh, many sports in my opinion we're as competitive uh, with the athletes that we get uh, in other sports such as football we aren't there but um, there are scholarships offered in all of the four major conference or in all the four conferences um, athletes have that opportunity depending on the sport 
um, both uh, both countries are very focused on equality in terms of men's and women's. Obviously, they have Title IX in the States, but um, within Canada, that is a huge focus for scholarship offerings and sport offerings uh, as well. So is it slightly different? Yes, are certain sports not nearly have like the market value, but is the uh, landscape competitive and the services provided to student athletes very robust at most universities? Right. So I'm, I'm guessing from what you're saying, if we took out some of the sort of the big ticket sports, you said American football, Canadian football, um, basketball, I guess, actually a, a student who's maybe playing soccer at a, at a good level or running cross country or throwing a javelin, probably not going to notice a huge difference whether they were an athletic scholar at a Canadian university or at a US university. Yeah, absolutely. I think at different universities, the service levels, depending on the size and scope of the athletic department, would be different. But I, but I mean, we have athletes pursuing the Olympics in in sports here, just like you would in the United States as well. So, fantastic, great. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, so Le- Leanne, just to put a bit of flesh then onto the kind of Canadian university experience, a student coming to to Guelph to study, what are kind of the key features they're going to get out of that experience? Forgetting the athletics, but just as a, as a student coming to a university like Guelph. Um, A student coming to Guelph is really coming to a community-based university. It is what we call a comprehensive university. Um, I think the thing that makes it really kind of neat is that about we have about 23,000 students, but of those students, about 16,000 are involved in some kind of activity on campus, and the majority of that would touch into some level of athletics as well, even though we're looking at at the academics and we're looking at them from an admissions perspective and looking at the selection of degrees and um, and majors that they can choose. They having the ability to have top level facilities and top level coaches, I think just sort of enhances and um, gives, gives them a fully well-rounded experience um, at a university that's not too far from a major city, but has the space and capacity to have amazing athletic facilities and other services for students um, at a price point that is a little bit more reasonable than being in a major city, um, but with train and bus service into um, Canada's largest city. And certainly, as I mentioned, the, the feedback I have from the, the students who've come well, I think the, the younger brother of the first student came as, came as well. So it, um, definitely people are very positive about it. Um, okay, if, we, if we, we've kind of cross a thing and we're saying to everybody great well there are athletic opportunities at Canadian universities which are are comparable to things across the border to the south how would a student then who thinks I am a talented athlete I am attracted to go to Canada where would they go from there what would be the first steps in this process of trying to become a a student athlete at the Canadian University I mean it's that's a really great question because it sometimes it comes right down to the the student um, some students find our website, within our website, they go right for the athletics because that's their main focus in life is their sport. So they may go right for the athletics first and check and see if we even have the sport um, before they even check out our academics. It totally depends on the individual. Um, and our, our, the website at Guelph is griffins.ca, which is unique to the uoguelph.ca. Um, so it is a strong entity unto itself. And other students come first for the academics, and sometimes I'll talk to them at education fairs, and they will say, I thought about coming to Guelph for running, but I don't know if my running times are fast enough. So they've checked out the academics, and they're interested in the university, but they've checked out the sports and done their research as well. So um, they can come from both avenues. If they go through the um, griffins.ca website, 
they would reach out. There's emails and, um, and contact information for coaches. Um, if they come through admissions and they happen to mention sport, then we will put them in, back in touch with those individuals um, that can be supportive on their, on their athletic side as well. But I'll speak to, to let Megan to speak to that as well because there are different ways that we source our athletes. Okay. Yeah, so I would say coaches do um, heavily recruit um, depending on where they sit within their ability to offer scholarships and the competitiveness at each school. It's a very, very tough question because I mean, as a student athlete, if you wanted to do research, I would look into what type of program you want to do in the university, just as you would do in any country or any place you wanted to study. But then if you are highly competitive in a certain sport, you likely would try and go to one of the schools that is um, a top 10 program. I mean, that's, you know, or a school that has a program you offer, and then you would look into, or in the region of such a large country that you want to attend, and then look into, um, into the sport programming that, that you're interested in. And then from there, I think majority of um, majority of the recruitment, if you're out of country and you weren't targeted already, it would be um, reaching out to the coach, letting them know, and then starting a conversation that way so they can gauge your level, um, obviously go from there. But it, it is challenging because there's so many universities, there's so many conferences, and there's such a large amount of um, offerings. But I, I would say it would be great if we could streamline it, but I think that's how I would do it. Like, where do you want to study? What part of the country? Uh, what program do you want to take? What schools are great for that opportunity if you're looking at academics first? And then when it comes to your sport, where is it competitive? That type of thing. And I guess then after you've got that contact with the coach, it's the, I guess the same process the world over of having an athletic resume with sort of you know, key data points if they are proper video, conversations with coaches and, and all that kind of side of things, yes? Yeah, it would be. I mean, I feel like minus the fact that there may not be accessibility to see you play based on your location um oftentimes that's how a recruiting would even occur here you could reach out to the coach let them know you're interested in coming and then the dialogue would begin on um you know your level uh where you played your experience and your interest also then you could get into the conversation around what is your gpa what is could you get into the program that you want to get into at this university and that that type of thing got it so so that kind of leads me on actually to a question I, ha I had on my list. There's huge amounts of, of discussion and, and probably you know, vats and vats of ink taken up printing newspapers about athletes going into US colleges and what is needed in that. My guess is with the Canadian system, with the fact that admissions is much more credential based and, and I think every international school counsellor would say in the world much more straightforward than applying to the US. There isn't, I would assume, the same level of flexibility in terms of that. A student has to be eligible and admissible to to the program at the university first, and then only after that can the athletic things come into play. Have I got that right? I would say that's pretty pretty bang on. Um, the only time most universities have what's called um, extenuating circumstances or student profile forms, um, there could be times where a student would have something that impacts their studies, and every student has the right to to demonstrate that and explain it to admissions um, to make sure that we have considered all things that could have impacted their studies. Um, and that may actually include sport or in some cases even injuries from sport um, that could have put them out of um, maybe affected their GPA in some way. But the first, the first glance at a student is really do they make the minimum for the particular degree and major um, that they're coming into. 
are there other degrees and majors that might fit their academic profile um, better than what they've applied to? So that's sometimes what happens when they, they apply to the university. Um, the coaches might be working with them. They may see that they are very, very close um, to being admitted to the degree and major, and other times they might be closer to another one, or just like any student, they may be more academically adept in another area of study. I think the unique difference with someone who's coming through athletics and um, may have more touch points within the university, they might be able to then have, I mean, every university has this, every student has this opportunity, but they, they may just be prompted a little more to come to admissions, sit down, have a conversation, um, and do the matching that oftentimes school counselors will do um, to match them to the right degree and major that fits their academic profile. So in a sense, we're not saying we're lowering the bar for the student in any way, but really we're trying to do a little bit more academic matching for them in order to enable them to attend the university and get and carry on with their sport with the university as well. So I don't know if that makes sense or if that's clear, but um, I think because they're an athlete, sometimes they're just talking to more people with lots of information who then gear them towards the right people to sit down and have kind of admission counseling sessions. Um, Got it. But yeah. it doesn't change the quality of the student in any way. It's just helping them find the right niche. Absolutely. So I guess in that student who's, you know, maybe a high performing student has found the program, the athletic program, found the coach, found the kind of facilities that they want. And you're saying that you are admissible to the university, but maybe not for kinesiology, but possibly for biological sciences. And and that's the, where the nuance comes into it. Exactly. And sometimes, I mean, that happens with many students, um, irrespective of whether or not they're athletes, but with athletes and they're talking to coaches and they're, they're looking for ways to problem solve um, together, um, just like coaches often do, like on and off the field. So I think... Um, I think I don't say that it's an advantage, but just like anyone who knows people and can um, help people to book appointments to see people, um, it's just a little a, a little bit of help that other students may not have um, reached out to because they don't play a sport, but they can still reach out to us and get it. It's like having probably a counselor and an independent counselor. It's just people who know how to ask the right questions um, to support the student in the application process. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in the unknown unknowns being very dangerous. That If we don't even know that we don't know, then we can get ourselves into all sorts of difficulties. So, so having people like yourselves to help out the students and, and find that right fit would be would be ideal. Um, we, we've danced around the issue a little bit, but I guess I have to ask the question, what level of financial support is available to, to student athletes at, um, at Canadian universities? Um, typically, there is a minimum level of academics. Um, required, so it's not simply I'm an athlete, I get a scholarship. Right. Um, it's uh, in some cases it may be even referred to more as a stipend um, to help support the sport. It really depends on the coach. Um, in some cases, the, not the coach necessarily, but the sport in which the coach is participating in, um, as to how much funding that particular group of athletes would have, and then again, how much money would be then divided between the athletes. And also it is it does vary by conference. So um, some conferences have a slightly different range of like what they offer uh, and what they can offer by the guidelines of their conference. So uh, I feel as though I wouldn't want to like say exactly what it would be because it does vary a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, but it is 
it is a good amount for most of them if athletes can get a full scholarship and do meet, like Leanne says, in our conference, we have a minimum academic threshold um, to maintain your scholarship and to get that first year scholarship. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a big change. I mean, about 15 years ago, they didn't even have that ability in, in, in some of our conferences. So it's a huge step. Um, and it really, um, I do think it has really helped support uh, some of the, the competitive level of, uh, of playing. So, you know, because obviously if you're going down to the NCAA, oftentimes to be lured across the border as a Canadian, you would, you would require a scholarship. So now um, it's leveled the playing field a little bit. And we're obviously talking about a higher education system in Canada, which is significantly cheaper than a lot of U.S. institutions and, and cost of living and things. So the monetary amount doesn't necessarily need to be as, as high as a U.S. sports scholarship might be to still actually reduce the cost quite significantly. Understood. Right, yeah. yeah. And so for, for Canadian citizens or, or people who have the right to be in Canada already, that applies. But for international students, it's going to be slightly more complicated. Tuition fees for a domestic student might be in the range of six thousand yeah. dollars. So if we were to say the amount might cover their tuition, yeah. that tuition is much smaller, right? So yeah. if we're looking at a twenty-six or thirty thousand dollar tuition, um, the scholarship in retrospect isn't doesn't seem like percentage wise it may not yeah. be as much. Yeah. Um, again, I can't speak to that because I don't actually award those. Yeah. Um, but I can say that all I know that no one really wants to know this on the counselor side, but <laughs> all athletes are, of course, eligible for academic scholarships as well. Yeah. Um, the academic threshold that they need to have is is high for um, athletic scholarships, but it's not quite as high as our first year of academic scholarship. So you have to be a, a good, strong performing student. Um, so be, but you don't have to be high, high, like if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it would be, you, if you got admitted to the university, you wouldn't automatically get a scholarship. You yeah. still have to be strong, um, but just slightly less so than someone getting another type of scholarship. And they can be combined. One doesn't um, exclude the other. Cool. And then I guess so the last question I've, got, I've kind of got in the athletics is 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 on the kind of day to day. What's it like for a student, you know, competing at a high level in, in athletics at a Canadian university? What's what's the day to day going to be like? Uh, how much travel? How they're going to balance their classes? All, all those kind of things. Is it is it very very complicated for them to do all of that, or is there a, a kind of a, a process by which everything fits together? I think that's a really good question, and it's something that we've worked on pretty well at the University of Guelph in terms of having communications between admissions, the professors, and um, student-athletes. Um, I'm going to let Megan speak a little bit to some of the programming that they've done to support student-athletes. Yeah, so we have um, a few. So we have a mentorship program in academics, so um, senior year students can meet with uh, first-year athletes and then athletes who don't get certain threshold of grades throughout their career. Um, it's not a tutorial service, it's more of helping understand time management and um, the demands of becoming an, a university student um, and just helping them to sort of manage their calendars, manage their time around training, um, labs, um, essays, et cetera, all the different things that you sort of face that you may not have in high school and just sort of have that extra person to support them. We have a really um, robust uh, mental health and wellness program, so we have an embedded um, counselor that works part-time with athletics. We also use the student health and wellness for education around um, mental health and wellness, mental health and wellness trainings, 
um, as well as sexual violence trainings. We also have the Student Support Network, which um, is a campus-wide initiative, but we also have um, an embedded student support network from athletics to sort of support those initiatives. Uh, we have strength and conditioning support. We have nutrition, um, not a full-time, but a part-time uh, that works with the athletes um, and can be consulted um, through our performance center directly by the athletes. And then we also have athletic therapy and then through um, a partner on campus to other um, um, athlete support type services around performance. We have a leadership academy, so athletes can go through a three-year, they're nominated by their coaches traditionally, and it's a three-year program to sort of help them build into being potentially the captains, but also preparing them for life after sport and developing them into good leaders. Brilliant. I mean, that's that's very comprehensive. I've a uh, huge amount of detail in there and, and really important stuff. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, there's obviously these unknown unknowns. Is there anything that, that it wouldn't even occur to me to ask that, that counsellors and, and potential students should be aware of if they're considering athletes, athletics at Canadian universities? I think, I mean, just if I was thinking of doing that, I mean, I was thinking of going across the bar during my time. I think understanding um, all the requirements, deadlines, um, I think getting a student visa, oftentimes that's something that you have to navigate. Um, Leanne would know better than me, but understanding how your health insurance works when you're an international student, uh, those would be my biggest things. And also um, understanding your course requirements, because I know we had a student, um, if you are on a student visa, you need to be taking full-time course loads. Um, so those are just things that you need to consider that would be different than if you were a domestic student. Um, Leanne, do you want to add any more? Um, generally speaking, I, I don't think so. Um, I just think that... Um, even though the scholarships may not be robust, I think the competitiveness of Canadian sport and the number of kids um, with the propensity to do sport at a very young age um, and the, the amount of investment that the different provinces are putting into the various sports to help bring Canada further along on the world stage um, in all different types of athletics and sometimes even non-traditional to Canada, um, I think that Canada is becoming more and more a place to look to. Um, it may still be not necessarily a place to look to for uh, funding for it throughout your, for your university and being funded that way, but definitely a place to look to where they're going to look at the athlete as a whole person and look at them in terms of maintaining their both their mental and physical health so that the athlete blossoms and that it isn't winning at all costs, but it's really um, it's really coming into a safe environment to develop sports. So I think um, I think that's something that's kind of it may be unique to Canada, it may not be unique to Canada, but I think that the, the students that come through that are heading for high level athletics are getting the help and support they need to get to the top levels and to compete at Olympic and World Cup levels. Um, but I think it's important to note that we are still looking after that them as a whole person, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's a really good point and, and very good to hear. And I get, guess reflective of of the kind of the general reasons why people like me recommend Canadian universities that we're we're looking at a at a, a slightly gentler um, and and quite a, a polite. Um, I'm trying to get away from saying the, the jokes about Canadians apologising for things all the time, but I can walk, walk <laughs> right into that. But but it does reflect what you said. Um, 
Great. Um, Leanne and, and Megan, I'm very grateful for, for, for your time on, on the, um, the episode today. Um, if people want to get in touch or find out more, where can they find yourselves or, or the university online, on, on social media and things? How, how best could someone reach out or find out more about the opportunities at, at the University of Guelph? I would say for the athletic side of things, like Leanne mentioned, griffins.ca, it really um, highlights all of our athletic programs. And you can also find any staff and coaches, head coaches that you may want to connect with. And then I think our regular website um, for general information, you can navigate to the admissions page. Um, there's a bursaries page. I think it, it's both of them are user-friendly, and that's probably the best place to start. I mean, I wouldn't know if we'd be saying we should be fielding all international student <laughs> questions, but, I mean, I am wanting to reach out. <laughs> um, I think if, if students want to look at um, admissions directly, so admissions.uogwell.com, .ca, they can come in and look at the international um, minimums for admission consideration for a variety of countries um, within the admissions website. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward for the basics and to, to get in, and then um, we are looking to develop more um, portals and connection points. But there are, are chat lines there, and we have designated staff, and there's, their photos are up there, my photos up there, so it's not too, too hard to find. Awesome, Grant. I'll, I'll make sure I put the, the, those website links in the um, in the notes that go up when the, the podcast live. So great. So uh, Leanne and Megan, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. That's been really useful um, and, and enlightening for for me in there, and hopefully will be of great use to listeners. So thank you very much. That was really really interesting information in there, and I think it was really kind of Leanne and Megan, despite the busy environment that was going on around them, to give up their time to try and show us both sides of this puzzle. For me, the key takeaway is that for talented athletes, Canada can be a really, really great pathway. And thinking about the wider fit of students going to university, students who maybe have a particular interest in a narrower program of study, who might be attracted more to the Canadian university environment, or who have other financial reasons, perhaps holding a Canadian passport or indeed a French passport to study in Quebec, that can be a really great option. However, I think as Leanne and Megan were explaining there, it's not necessarily going to be as financially generous as some options in the United States could be. However, it's an option which I think, like me, many people are not very aware of. So I'm really pleased to have been able to spend the time learning a lot more about opportunities for talented athletes at universities in Canada. So that's it for my series of podcasts on athletics and indeed the start of my series of podcasts on Canada. Please watch the usual places, whether you, you subscribe through CastBox, Acast, follow me on Spotify or indeed through social media, listen to the podcast on the web, because there'll be two episodes coming very soon, focusing in more detail on opportunities at universities in Canada. Thanks for listening. <laughs>